Welcome to The Author Show, where we feature new authors and books, from fiction to self-help and everything in between. You'll find it all at theauthorshow.com. That's theauthorshow.com. And now let the show begin. Hi, this is The Author Show, and I'm your host, Linda Thompson. Before I introduce our guest, just a quick reminder that selected interviews are available in our iPhone app, which can be downloaded in the App Store, as well as on TV, on the Roku channel and Amazon Fire TV. Our app name on all platforms is The Author Show. Board Insurance Claims Adjuster Turk wants Shimps to take over all mundane tasks, but to fund his project, he turns to crime and watches his dream become a nightmare. Well, that's the premise of debut author Michael Carter's book, In the Belly of the Bill-Shaped Curve. Michael Carter joins us to tell us more about Turk and his idea. Michael, welcome to The Author Show. Well, thank you, Linda. It's a pleasure to be here. Michael, will you please give us a quick overview of In the Belly of the Bell-Shaped Curve? Well, my son went on, on social media and was kind of promoting the book, God love him, and he summarized it as follows. He said, uh, it's a combination of fear and loathing, in Las Vegas, the Da Vinci Code, and Planet of the Apes, but he didn't want to reveal too much. <laughs> that is an interesting mix. So. Is there anything you'd like to add to that to get us uh, create some more curiosity here? Sure, because you mentioned the, you know about the, the premise with the board insurance adjuster. So really, the novel it's on a, diff- a lot of different levels, but it addresses boredom, fear of mediocrity, frustration, madness, ambition, and hopefully ultimately revelation. <laughs> wow. Well, Michael, I'm really curious to know how the title of your book relates to the story inside. Well, I'm hoping that by the time one finishes the book, they will look at the title as well as the cover and and it it will have meaning. The essence is that in our society, people have a fear of being average. We are bombarded with the ideal in social media, newspapers, movies, TV. uh, And there's always this sort of ideal to which many of us strive but can never measure up. Very interesting. So tell me, were you thinking of an ideal type of reader while writing in the belly of the bell-shaped curve? Not an ideal type of reader, but I think it would appeal to people with a college education and college students. I would see it also appealing to millennials and uh, I think to people of all ages, uh, baby boomers who grew up in the time that I did, who have similar experiences uh, to what I've I've experienced was there anything specific that provided the idea for your storyline? I really don't know where it came from. To me, it's kind of a mystery. And I have a lot of uh, ideas, but it, to me, it's it, it's a bit of a mystery where they come from. I'm almost afraid to overanalyze that because I'm afraid it could affect it. <laughs> but it's kind of a mystery. Ideas just, just pop into my head. That's interesting. So since this is your debut novel, who would you say has influenced your writing the most? The rest of sounding grandiose, I would say Kurt Vonnegut Jr. and also uh, F. Scott Fitzgerald. And then I was an English major in college, so there's just so many writers that I've been exposed to. For example, William Faulkner, who is interesting, very difficult to read, but once you've read William Faulkner, everything else is pretty easy to understand after that. <laughs> Absolutely. So is In the Belly of the Bell-Shaped Curve similar to anything else we may have read? I hope not. 
I tried to come up with something that was original, and a lot of people have given me input where they think it is. In fact, one of my editors said they've never read anything like it. That was what I set out to do. So I guess I would just say I hope not. Are Turk or any of your other characters modeled after real people? No. And I would want to make it very clear, Turk is not modeled after me. Obviously, whatever you write, some of you is going to get in there, you're thinking, your frame of reference, and and all the your, how you perceive life, but Turk is eccentric, to put it mildly. So I would not want people to think that I'm I'm writing an autobiographical novel. That's fair enough. So will Turk return to us in a sequel? I doubt it. All the ideas I have are for other projects and and, and doing something just completely different from this book. Well, that's a great lead-in to my question: Are you working on another book now? And if so, can you give us a quick teaser? Sure, uh, I am. The working title is Unborn Soul, and it involves a birth complication, and the infant dies, is born, stillborn. For that novel I'm drawing upon, I was a, an attorney. For, well, I still am an attorney, but I, uh, I practiced in the medical malpractice defense for about 20 years and represented a lot of doctors and nurses in medical malpractice suits and also was involved in peer review, a process for trying to uh, review complications and get get bad physicians uh, off staff at hospitals. So I was involved in all of that. So I draw upon my experiences there. And then the, the one of the lead characters is a nurse who was involved in the delivery that went, went south. And she is modeled on a saint from the 16th century in Spain. Uh, her name is Sister Teresa de Villa. And she would have seizures. And every time she woke from a seizure, she would have a vision Wow. Uh, <laughs> that sounds like a really interesting one as well. So you dig pretty deep into the human psyche when you're writing. So what comes first to you? What's most important, character or plot, and why? Oh, for me, they're intertwined. I think character does come first. I hope my characters are engaging. And so I, I think that helps um, people to relate and maybe discover some of their own experiences within uh, a range of this of this uh, character's uh, personality. But I think that's so intertwined with the plot that it, it's hard for me to separate them out. And a lot of the plot gets moved by the character and the character's motivations. What sets in the belly of the bell-shaped curve apart from others in the same genre? I'm really not sure that it fits into a specific genre. I guess satire in, in the broader sense, but I, I think... Here, in, in, in the case of this novel, I, it really has multiple levels to it. I mean, you're blending the prosaic with the sublime. You've got, you've got the spiritual versus the physical. There are a lot of dualities, a lot of levels to it. I make allusions you know, to literature that I've, that I've read, even to uh, the book of Revelations. And I, I, my hope is that you can read it on one level, uh, but the more levels that you pick up on as you read it would enrich the reading experience and what the reader ultimately comes away with in terms of possibly some kind of broader insight. Michael, you have a very eye-catching book cover. Who created this interesting graphic? That is my daughter. She was Katie Carter. Now she's Katie Werner. She lives in Switzerland, has a master in graphic arts. She is an artist, has her own website. She does a lot of abstract art. I have her art all over my house. Uh, I'm right now, I can see four of her pieces. She does incredible paintings as well as incredible 
in my opinion, incredible. I'm unbiased, of course, but <laughs> in my wonderful. opinion, incredible art. Absolutely. So looking back, Michael, did you always see yourself as a storyteller and a writer? I did. I majored in English in college. So I, I was writing, I probably wrote, I don't know, a dozen or so short stories in college, took some you know, creative writing courses. And then even I've always written in my own spare time. But as is the case for many writers, life got in the way and I had to support myself and my family. Uh, so I went to law school and that's been a, a really wonderful profession. It can be stressful at times, like so many professions, but it's a profession that I've enjoyed and I, I feel like some of the experiences there and that I've had have, have enriched my writing with a real, real lived experience. So like I say, life got in the way, but ultimately uh, I picked this second book up and worked on it on and off and then finally just said, uh, you know, I'm going to finish this thing. Does In the Belly of the Bell-Shaped Curve have a message or maybe a moral of the story that you would like readers to take away? Yes, there are a number of themes. I think that ultimately there is, it explores this tension between, this sort of existential tension between being imprisoned within others' perceptions of you and deriving your self-identity from how others perceive you, that tension balanced with the isolation that this character has and the isolation sense of loneliness and separation from other people and the need for that connection. Michael, will you please read a short excerpt from In the Belly of the Bell-Shaped Curve for our listeners? Yes, I'd love to. Thank you. Turk stood next to a high fence. Black metal rods rose from a three-foot-high stone wall. He stared into the blackness in front of him. What lay beneath was the city's pauper cemetery. The graves were unmarked. This was where they buried the people who were so poor they couldn't even afford to be buried. They didn't even have enough money to buy a small plot of dirt to die on and finish it out. Here lay the poor, the unknown, the dead. Turk shined his flashlight into the darkness. The grave closest to him was a smaller, was smaller than the others. It was the only grave that had any type of marking. Someone had stuck a sign at the head of the grave that read, Unborn Soul, indicating it was probably a stillborn baby or perhaps an aborted fetus. All these beings had once been alive. Did it not follow that there was some meaning to their having existed? Did they still exist in spirit on some level, in some dimension, in heaven? He went back to work. He had his hammer and chisel. He worked fast. He was in the shadow of death, and he feared evil. After about three minutes, he stepped back and shined his flashlight on the stone wall just beneath the metal rods. It was there. He had left his mark for posterity. Thousands of years from now, some future archaeologist with sophisticated tools would discover it, standing in the same spot, gazing in the same direction that he did now, looking upon a vast discovery of unmarked graves. And at the entrance to the Valley of the Dead and the Anonymous, his name would stand out, Turk. He was a witness. Oh, my gosh. Um, that is definitely a cliffhanger ending. So now I want to know, where can we learn more about you? And where can we purchase In the Belly of the Bell-Shaped Curve? You can go to my website, which is michaellcarter.com. That's M-I-C-H-A-E-L-L-C-A-R-T-E-R.com. And what's all on your website? Well, there are a lot of things. There are um, There's a book summary. There is excerpts, a tab to, to buy the book, a tab for reviews and the press release. And if you go to the tab, the book, and you scroll down 
to the press release, you will see there links to purchase uh, the book from major online retailers and bookstores. And talking with Michael Carter, author of In the Belly of the Bill Shape Curve. Michael, thank you for spending time with us today to share Turk's very interesting story. And I do hope that you'll come back and chat with us again when you publish your next book. Oh, Linda, thank you so much. It's been a pleasure, and I would definitely love to come back and chat. Spare an elegant writing, which quickly pulled me into the life of the main character. It usually takes me a couple of chapters to engage with a book, but I was hooked from the beginning. Hugely entertaining. Well, that was a review I found for Michael's book. And if you want to know more, go to michaellcarter.com and order your copy today. And when you finish, don't forget to post your review. And please share this interview with your friends so that they too may become acquainted with their author. And remember, the author show may be accessed at any time at theauthorshow.com. Plus, selected interviews can also be found on major platforms such as Amazon Fire TV, the Roku Channel, Spotify, Pandora, Amazon Music, and many more. Whether you're an author who would like to be featured or a reader in search of new books, theauthorshow.com is a really great place to start. Thanks for listening to The Author Show. Find out more about authors and their work at theauthorshow.com. theauthorshow.com. Tune in next time to another great author on The Author Show.